Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. My wife, Pastor Rhonda, is going to come and share the word with us in a minute. But before she does that, some of the kids from Metro Church that are going to be serving you in the cafe a little bit later, some of them have got a special message for their mums. Let's watch the screen. looking after me. I love my mom because she gives me nice hugs and nice. <laughs> I love my mom because she makes bread. We love you mom, whatever you do. <laughs> It's Mother's Day, a time to celebrate all the wonderful mothers out there. Not just for being shining examples of how a great mum can be, but for also being beautiful reflections of who God is. Like God, you've provided for us. You've shown us how much you care from the very beginning. With God, you've guided us helping us navigate through every decision, big or small. You've been patient with us, helping us grow and learn from the mistakes we make. And like God, you've forgiven us, offering us grace so those mistakes can never define us. You've been present. It sounds so simple. But it's so important just knowing that you're there when we need you. And most of all, you've loved us unconditionally. As someone filled with God's love, only you could. So today, we thank you, mums, for all this and so much more. Happy Mother's Day. better. 
How are we all? Great. Uh, the title of my message this morning is Gifted. Thank you. We all love giving and receiving gifts, especially giving to and receiving from the people that mean the most to us. And of course, being Mother's Day, that will be what happens for a lot of us today. And as we mentioned here at Metro, every woman will be receiving a lovely gift that's here with us this morning. The best and most meaningful gifts, however, are not the tangible things we receive, though they can be an expression of, of the true gifts. But lasting gifts are things that can't be seen with the eye or felt with the hands. This morning I'd like to look at some of the intangible gifts which Jesus gave to those he encountered when he walked the earth. Being Celebrate Women Day, I've chosen some of the women Jesus blessed, but of course the gifts that he offered them are available to all of us as well, no matter who we are. Some of our Metro women are going to relate these stories to us. Anna is reading for us first from the first chapter of Luke. Thank you, Anna. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you, are who, um, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You'll be with child and give birth to a son. And you are to give him the same name, the name Jesus. He'll be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he'll reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I'm a virgin, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Thank you. Of course, Mary, the mother of Jesus, was the first woman he encountered in his life. We can only presume that there was no one more pure or devout than young Mary, that God would grant her the honour of bearing his son, the Messiah. Her willingness to receive this privilege resulted in her walking into a great destiny, one that led her to be known as blessed above all women and the most favoured one. So Mary was gifted with great honour and incredible destiny. Now I'm sure none of us would claim to be as pure and innocent as Mary, the mother of Jesus. Nevertheless, like her, we are all offered a place of honour in God's family and a great destiny which he helps us fulfil as we walk with him. Our second reading is from Mark 5 and it's going to be read to us by Malu. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal 
under the care of many doctors and has spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see, the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Thank you. So the woman with the issue of blood. This woman was a social outcast for no other reason than her physical condition. She should not have been in the crowd in the first place and certainly not close enough to grasp someone's clothes. Not only did Jesus give her the gift of healing, but he restored her dignity and social standing. She was now allowed to return to normal life with her family and religious community. Even as God promised the children of Israel through Joshua that he would take away their reproach, he will remove from us any reproach we feel from our past love and allow us to lift our heads high. Now Kate is going to read to us from John chapter 11. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died, but I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. 
and after she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and he is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Jesus once more deeply moved came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But, Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odour, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Therefore, many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did, put their faith in him. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Even before this fateful event, Jesus offered this family the wonderful gift of friendship. These were not his disciples whom he was mentoring up to change the world, turn it upside down. They were just his friends. What a wonderful gift true friendship is. Such was the empathy Jesus had for his friends that even though he knew he was going to raise Lazarus, he wept. Obviously not for himself, but because he could feel the pain of those around him. I'm sure most of us know what it is to experience some degree of grief. It can affect us all in different ways and often for a very long time. We used to sing a chorus when we were young, standing somewhere in the shadows you'll find Jesus. You don't always see someone who is standing in shadows but they are there. If we reach out for him, we will find Jesus even in the dark seasons of our life. Isaiah 53 calls him a man of sorrows who was acquainted with grief and says that he bears our griefs and carries our sorrows. Jesus also gave Martha hope. He reinforced her belief in the afterlife and the end time resurrection of the dead a hope that we all can share, but then proving without a shadow of a doubt that he was in fact the Messiah, God's son. He demonstrated his power over death and gave Martha and Mary, their brother, back again. Rashida is coming to read for us now. 
from John chapter 8. Book of John chapter 8 verse 3 to 11. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now, what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, If any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away, one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left, with the women still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Women, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and live your life of sin. Amen. Thank you. The woman caught in adultery. This is a woman whose life hung in the balance. Adultery was, after all, punishable by death. Very few of us, especially of those who live in Australia, would ever find ourselves facing death as a result of the things that we have done or face the public shame that this woman endured. Nevertheless, we all fall short of God's best and we too are lovingly offered the incredible gifts of mercy and forgiveness that this woman received and the opportunity for a fresh start. Anna Sue is going to come and read to us from John 4. John chapter 4. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A Samaritan woman came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Will you have a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his flocks and his herds? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks with water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have, and have to keep on coming here to draw water. He told her, Go, call your husband and come back. 
I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right, and you said that you say that you have no husband. The fact is, you've had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What have you just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Jumping to verse 25. I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I who speak to you am he. Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? So they came out to the town and made their way toward him. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of this woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. Then say to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. Amen. Thank you. The woman at the well. It was most uncommon for Jewish people to interact with the Sumerians. They were sadly at least looked down upon and at worst despised. Furthermore, it was not customary for men to speak to women that they did not know. So once more, Jesus went out of his way to bring this woman a gift no one else was capable of giving her. Apart from being a stranger and a Samaritan, this woman's lifestyle would have left her with very poor social standing and reputation. Not only did Jesus bring her an unprecedented level of acceptance, but he revealed to her revelation he had rarely personally shared at this stage of his ministry, and he allowed her to leave a wonderful legacy. Whilst many of her townsfolk believed on Jesus at the time, sometime later we read of Philip having a great revival in Samaria. No doubt the seeds were sown back when this woman introduced so many of her townsfolk to Jesus the Messiah. Many of us know the sting of rejection, broken relationships and the consequences of poor choices in our lives. The advent of social media has sadly highlighted highlighted the pain of these events for many, especially the young and inexperienced, who can least of all cope with the backlash that ensues. How liberating it is to experience the acceptance of our Heavenly Father and to know that we can change the narrative for future generations and also leave a great legacy. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie is going to read to us from Luke 7. Now one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him. So he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. When a woman who had lived a sinful life in that town learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster jar of perfume. And as she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, 
He said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Verse 44. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman, from the time I entered, has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, for she loved much. But he who has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Thank you. Before I continue, I'll ask Tessie to sing us a beautiful song based on that story.
Such a beautiful song and exquisitely sung, relating the gratitude that this woman felt to Jesus. He, not only had he given her forgiveness and freedom, but he gave her validation and respect where she'd only received scorn. And that brings me to us here and now. No matter who we are, what we've done or what we haven't done, we need to accept these wonderful gifts that Jesus is offering us. Roman tells us. Romans tells us that we've all sinned and that result of that will be eternal death following our natural death. But the free and most important gift that Jesus offers us is eternal life with him. The amazing thing is that it is ours for the asking if we are willing to acknowledge our sinfulness and our need, all we have to do is surrender to Jesus and ask for the forgiveness, for the forgiveness and mercy he so desires to gift us. And I pray that if you've never done that before or if you've walked away from him, 
you will ask him afresh today for the precious gift of salvation. Pastor Jeff's going to come and tell you how you can give voice to that decision. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. (coughs) Thank you, Pastor Rhonda. What a great word. And thank you to all the ladies that were a part of that. Thank you, Tessie, for that great song. You know, Rhonda said it so simply because it is simple. You know, that to come to Jesus, I, many of us here, I'm sure if you are a Christian already and you know you are, you will remember that moment. I remember that moment for me when after all that I'd done and all the questions and all the doubts, it seemed like they weren't the most important thing. The most important thing was that Jesus said, I love you and I want to come into your life. I still remember that moment. Those of us that have given our life to Christ, that was the moment that changed our whole life, including our future. We're different people today because we said yes to Jesus. It's one of the most powerful, well, I think it's the most powerful thing any human can do. I believe in a God who's looking for you. That all of this, you being here today or a part of this service online is not an accident, but God was wanting to reach you. God was wanting to say to you, I want you to know me. Saying yes is the beginning of that. It's not the end of it, but it is the beginning of it. It's so easy to say yes, first of all, in your heart. I'm going to lead you in a little prayer in a moment, just right where you are, wherever you are, whatever time zone you're in, so you can say yes to Jesus. Then we'd love to help you. So if you would like to text yes, if you're in Australia, you can text yes to 0488 826392. If you'd rather get our help every day via email, then you just go to yes.metrochurch.org.au or if you're with us on the Metro Church online platform, you tap on the yes button. Whichever way you do it, we'd love to help you. We won't spam you. We won't send you anything else. We'll never ask you for money. What we're going to do is send you a Bible verse every day and a prayer every day for you to pray that'll help you get closer to God and understand what your yes means. So can we pray? Heavenly Father, thank You for all the people. Every week, Lord, this message goes to places that I could never have imagined it would go. Lord, because of all the difficulties of the last couple of years, opportunities have arisen that have been amazing. So God, I thank You for the hundreds and hundreds of people over the last couple of years that have texted a yes. Some of them we've heard back again later where they've said that moment changed my life. I felt every day like God was talking to me. So Father, I pray for these ones today, the ones in front of me, the ones that are online, the ones that'll be online during the week. I pray, God, that You and Your great mercy and love will just tap them, as it were, on the shoulder and say, this is for You. So thank You for their yesterday. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. Don't forget, if you want to say yes, just send it through to 0488826392. The stuff we'll send you, by the way, fits on one screen of a smartphone. It's not a lot, but it's enough to help you. And uh, I've heard back stories from people because obviously I don't know the names of the people who text us. We just have a number. And uh, uh, I've heard back from some of them say, you know, I did that. And it was such a blessing to get it. So thank you for that. Can we give those people a big hand, whoever they are? Because there will be people. They'll say yes to Christ and that'll be our joy. 
I'll look forward to one day standing before God with you and I'll have people come up and go, you know, I said yes. I'll go, really? That was amazing. Uh, fantastic. God bless you. We're going to sing one final song before we go today. We're going to go back because I just love this song. If it's not my favourite, I don't know what is, but it's uh, certainly one of them. Then don't forget as you leave, our host team have got for you a gift for every woman. Please take one with our compliments. Then the food out there. Make sure you appreciate the kids from Metro Church. They're going to be serving you some of that food. Coffee's free, etc. And of course, the photo booth. Thank you to Leo, wherever Leo is. He's always around somewhere. Uh, but Leo is uh, going to be uh, hosting that photo booth. And so it'll just work so well. Can we just thank Pastor Rhonda and all the ladies again and Tessie for that great song. Thank you so much. Come on, let's stand together. Let's sing together this song. Pastor Bruce is ready online for ministry time. Let's sing It's the Goodness of God. Come on, before we go. So
amazing week and don't forget tonight online that beautiful my story with those ladies god bless you have an amazing day see you out there somewhere soon over to you